Hello and welcome to Knowing Me, Knowing UKSG, a podcast exploring journeys in scholarly communications. In each episode, we hear from someone inspiring from the knowledge community and ask them to tell us about their career journey and what has motivated them along the way. Good afternoon. Uh, I am Catherine Steffen, and today I will be talking to Jane Harville, who is Director of Library Services and University Librarian at the University of Sussex. So welcome, Jane. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's nice to meet you online. Um, I know we've met in person, although I don't remember you in the audience, which is <laughs> not a great way. But thank you so much for giving us your time today to, to talk okay. to us a little bit about um, you and your career journey and also your work within libraries. So um, to start it off, uh, start us off. Um, what has your career journey been from leaving school until now? Okay, so I've, I've never been anyone who's been uh, very strategic, I guess, about my career. I've always kind of fallen into into roles and into areas of work. Um, I started off as a musician, as I think um, quite a lot of librarians do. So um, I was uh, I, I went to university and studied music. And um, at the end of the music degree, you are either you either become a professional musician, I guess, or you become a teacher. That's the two obvious things to do. But in at Newcastle, where I did my degree, there was also a library school, um, as what they used to be called. At, at, it was what was Newcastle Poly, and um, so I sent off two applications: one to be a, 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 a what was peripatetic music teacher, and the other to be a to work as a, as a, to do the library school. Um, and the library school one came back first. So that's where I went and I started my journey as a librarian, thinking of course that I could be a music librarian. There aren't many of them around anymore. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did my library school year, um, did worked in a public library and then did my library school year. Uh, and then the first job I got was as a music librarian at the Barbican um, Corporation of London Libraries has a really lovely um, public library for music. It was new. It was quite new. It only just been set up as part of the new building. Um, and I learned a lot in that role about um, managing. It was my, I went straight into what was then called an assistant librarian post. Um, and then I did a, a, an about turn and swerved into systems librarianship when there were things like local area networks and wide area networks and basically turn your computer off and on again and it'll all work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I did some quite basic system librarianship. And I learned quite a lot there. I was in the corporation at Guildhall. So I learned a lot. Um, but again, that was just serendipity. The the other librarian at, Bar at the Barbican had previously worked at the um, NSA, National Stand Archive, that uh, was in the British Library. And she saw this role come up. And she said, Jane, go and apply for that role, which I did. And I got it at the British Library. And that was working... Um, working in the National Sound Archive, so working with recordings, working with, I think, probably the best collections I've ever worked with. I absolutely oh, wow. loved it. It was in a um, it was in a house on Exhibition Road in London, and you could touch the records, get the records out, play the records, play the recordings. So all types of 
um, uh, formats. Um, we had the best collection of recordings in in the UK and probably the world in, in some areas. So it was just brilliant to be able to, and, and hardly any of it was catalogued and it was just full of enthusiasts. So that was moved to the British Library and I became um, more of a generalist, I guess, in the British Library in terms of library work, but still concentrated on the sound archive. Um, and then kind of realised that I you can only go so far, I, I think, it, it, with, with, with particular collections. And I think if I, I didn't move into higher education, I would never have moved into higher education. So I did a sidestep into the LSE as the journals manager, um, where I learned so much about journals. It was the time that the big deals were being bought across the board. So I feel responsible for all the big deals that were bought at LSE. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, learned, learned, learned so much about uh, publishing um, and working with publishers uh, and journal collections and the, the shift and the change. Um, and then um, moved, uh, physically moved my, uh, where we lived to Brighton, uh, okay. still moved up to the LSE and um, uh, got a job, looked out for a job, then got a job uh, at the University of Sussex just down the road. So it's just a 20 minute cycle. Um, and I have been here ever since. Started as a research um, liaison manager at Sussex. So very much at the time, those roles were really new and I was doing it on my own virtually with uh, a bit of clerical support. But those roles were really new. Um, and uh, Sussex, we just got rid of subject librarians. Um, or moved away from subject librarians and I, I was basically responsible for the research across the whole university uh, for the library um, but it, yeah I've, and I've been here ever since. And can I just ask you know that that starting point when you had to decide right is it going to be that music teacher path or there's mm. this library job mm. do you think those recordings that you were working with do you were they musical recordings that you were you were listening to yeah. or was it they were and do you think that yeah. that like kind of helped ease into librarianship that you still had that music side that you that you were working with or yeah was, did... I miss it I miss it and every time we come anywhere near any music whether that's sheet music or, or recorded uh, sound um I'm 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 always there I guess everybody who works in libraries has some area that they are interested in and um, you can't, particularly where I am now, you can't always work with those collections and those collection areas that, that you are an expert in. I mean, I still know, I'm still so, um, it's still so rooted in my brain about manufacturer's numbers and, oh, and right. uh, yeah, you know, you know the, how the, the record companies, um, you know, their dates and, and how they changed and who bought who, because all the recordings were, were in manufacturer's number order. So you needed to use a discography to find out what the manufacturer's number was of the recording in order to get the thing off the shelf. So there was that lovely kind of um, discographic, if that's a word, um, knowledge and understanding and appreciation, that which was right, lovely library knowledge, which I've got in my head. I'll never, ever use it. But, yeah. I was just going to say, do you have do you have a vinyl collection that you put those those skills towards that you organize um, your own? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's like saying that a librarian's got lots of books on the shelves. Yeah. Yes, I don't. No, no I'm, I always make sure I have I only have on my shelf what I read. So yeah, I only have I do. I do have recordings. Really. It's nice to hear, though, that that thread is, is still weaving through your career yeah. now that you that you yeah. still remember those things. And then yeah. it was apart from yeah. the beginning, even now. So yeah, definitely. Oh, and do you think that there's, you know, um, 
in terms of, you know, you say that you, you, you did all that and then you've, you've gone to, to Sussex. And I, when you mentioned your cycle, I think the first question I had was, do you still have your 20 minute cycle to, to where you have to go? Yeah, no, I do, except I'm a bit older. So sometimes okay. training, I'm a bit like, oh, you know what, I'm going to get on the train. Yeah. But, uh, I do. It, it's a lovely, it's a lovely thing to be able to cycle to a university that's in a national park. It's the only university in a national park. And I, as I'm talking to you now, I'm just looking out the window across to all the trees. It's a beautiful place to work for, for, I, you know, for where it is. I did not know you were at that. So there we go. We've learned, yeah. I've learned something very new today. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And yeah. do you think that that time at, at, at Sussex and, mm. and, and, and I know looking through what, what you've done, that you've had lots of different roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, yeah. how does that change and how do you sort of keep on top of, of learning when you're in the same institution and, and how do you look outwards, you know, yeah. to, to learn from other, have, have there been out yeah. external forces that have helped what you do internally um, yeah. at Sussex through that well, journey? I think that's a good question. I think you really have to make an effort. I, I think you fail if you don't look out and, and learn from other institutions and don't just use your own experience all the time. So there is a, if you're staying in it, if you're in an institution for a long time and there is nothing wrong, I don't think, of being in, in an institution for a long time at all, you, you, but you do need to make sure your network, you've got good, strong networks outside to be able to keep up with um, uh, and to be able to bring stuff back. You know, uh, your way is not always the right way. And it's, it's important to think about, um, it's important to bring, you know, other ideas in. But in terms of my role, my role has changed. It's changed constantly. So I've been here since 2005. So it's not just about promotions. Um, it's also been about sort of sidesteps, taking on additional taking on additional areas. So at one point I took on special collections and collections, um, and then I took on the kind of more like student experience side of things. And now in this role as director, I am learning every single hour of the day, I think, because of course you're 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 completely um externally focused for most for a lot of the time into the institution and representing mm -hmm. the library and contributing to everything else that goes on in the institution. So I I um I ran the I, I organized and, and and ran the what we called a PS celebration event in summer, which had almost a thousand people. That's all a professional. Oh celebration. my goodness. <laughs> and you know, I, I and, and 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 was trusted to run that with with a team. And and that's the sort of thing that you don't just you don't just run the library, you are a senior member of the institution and you contribute to the running of the institution. So I am learning all the time and I love it. It's great. <laughs> Oh, that's, and I mean, within that, has has there any been? Sorry, has there has there been anything unexpected or interesting that that has come up in your work in the in those eighteen, nearly nineteen years yeah. that you've been at Sussex? Yeah. So I, I guess what I what I um think that sticks with me and it links through to UKSG. And UKSG is a little bit like um what I feel about the Sound Archive. I loved working with UKSG because there was that lovely space where you can work um alongside and with publishers and intermediaries on trying to solve some of the wicked problems that 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 we have um and uh the, so the, the unexpected thing i wanted to kind of, I, I i think i should probably mention is that i had a train journey from uh it was a ukj meeting in oxford ukj ukj meeting in oxford uh, with a woman called Bernie Folan, who at that time I think was looking, uh, she was in a marketing role at Sage. Uh, and we sat on the train together and I talked to her about what my challenges were. And she talked to me about what her challenges were. And we had no idea what each other's challenges were. You know, it was a complete yeah. eye opener. 
And by the end, by the time we got to London, we thought, wouldn't it be a really good idea if we could work together on something with our institutions, our, our, you know, with Sage and with Sussex, to kind of bottom out that and 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 be able to bring intelligence back to each other's institution and do that in a really supportive way. And it, it wasn't easy um, and it wasn't something that was expected <laughs> at all, that this is what, what we were going to do. But we, and it was way back in about 2008, 2010, something like that. But we set up um, various things and various, uh, a relationship between Sussex and between um, Sage. You know, we are similar in similar age institutions. We are strong in social science. Um, so there's a lot of, lot of stuff that happened, we know, across that. And we still have, say, a, a Sage Research Hive scholarship, where we, whereby Sage support three um, doctoral students and 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 their 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 work that they do and their challenges that they, that they have as PGRs is is brought back to Sage and Sage work and and listen to them and then um uh, you know it, and it works in the other way and that that still happens we still get support from Sage to be able to sort of share that intelligence both ways about what our challenges are. And and I and when I was directly involved in it, I'm not so directly involved in it anymore. When I was directly involved in it, it was just a real eye-opener. I learned so much about marketing, sales, editorial, um, you know, how publishers work. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just brilliant. And it was completely unexpected. It was completely serendipitous. It was not on any of our operational plans. It was difficult oh. to get through and convince. Yeah people because uh, it was something different but it was so worth doing and I got and get still get so much out of it and um, I and I know it's I've seen the events happening so that that started on a train ride and obviously yeah, the, the, yeah. The, lots of work since then but that's amazing yeah. and, and fantastic yeah. that it's still something that's thriving and people can yeah as you said and you you'd think too that even in that time period we're still needing to talk to publishers and, and to work together and learn yeah. from each other and all that yeah. so yeah. Oh, what a, that's I had no idea that that's how it started so thank you yeah. for sharing that story that's, right. that's really interesting that's all right that's all right <laughs> um and I suppose within that and it may be some serendipity is a word that they would use to, to describe this but what what qualities do you think are useful in your current role and and do you have any tips that you'd offer you know anyone else working in in a similar role or I suppose aspiring mm. to that role mm. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm actually we're recruiting at the moment. Um, hopefully, this will this will go out once we've recruited. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're recruiting at the moment for an assistant director uh, in the library, and it's and and you know you can put a great long list of um, of of uh, uh, experience and knowledge that you need, but actually, it's the soft stuff that I think is so useful and so intangible. Um, in in both uh, my role and any other role actually in a, in a senior role in in a in a library um a, a leadership role in a library a lot of it is about understanding the uh cultural setting that you're in so understanding how the university that might be or the organization that you're in might work everywhere mm -hmm. is different yeah um and you can't get that from a reading a strategic plan you can get some of it if you look at things like the values you can get some idea of how that institution might work and also what then you can then employ um as as useful levers in your role so sussex for example one of our values is kindness which is a it is a really interesting one i don't think i don't know that anywhere else has specifically has that but it is so Sussex and it's all about um 
it's not necessarily about not being nice to everyone, but it's about listening. It's about networking, um, and um, it, and it, and it's about uh, it, it's 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 about um, not interfering. Uh, so uh, you know, and, and and being thoughtful about what you're saying, and careful about what you're saying, and what your power might be. So as a leader, you know, your power as a as a director within your institution and within your library is 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 strong. And so to be aware of that power and how you how you might use it or not use it for the most part. Um, and, and also, I think, uh, surrounding yourself with people who you can t- continually learn from and who challenge you as well in the nicest possible way. This, this, is, this goes to how um, wh- why we're very concerned about getting the right person in as <laughs> assistant director. <laughs> it's about getting the right people around you um, and the right team so that you get to the point where you're, you know, you're almost invisible as a leader, to be honest. Um your, uh, there are points when you need to be seen, absolutely, of course. But if you get it right, you need you you can be invisible. You can be absolutely invisible and um, just set the direction, set where you need to go, and actually step back. And that is that is something that I've learned. It's something I've observed people not doing well, but it's also <laughs> something I've observed people doing really well, and that's when it really works, actually. Yeah. Stepping back um, uh, it, it, it is a good quality to have as, as a leader, being clear where you're going, but then step back. Right. Gosh, you're making me think. <laughs> going, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, I mean, it's not related. That's really interesting that one of their, mm. that Sussex, one of their, you know, the, the words that they say is is kindness. And yeah. um, not that this is related to universities, but when every day when my daughter goes to school, who's now yeah. 11, we yeah. say, be, we say, be confident, curious mm. and kind. And those yeah. are, <laughs> and then yeah. we, when she started secondary school, we added in courageous. But, you know, you think. Yeah. Well, um, that's another, that's another one is courage. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think all of those kind of together that that you know as you said that that kindness thing that mm-hmm. and then also that courage I suppose what mm-hmm. you're saying the courage to step back too because sometimes mm-hmm. as a leader I, I would imagine that there's times mm-hmm. when you think hey it's okay to step back and allow mm-hmm. other people yeah. and I have to allow them yeah. to grow oh yeah. gosh I'm gonna have to go no, away and think about this a little bit more no, yeah. <laughs> well you it's interesting you do the analogy of school because of course what we what we teach our children is, to, is it's okay to make a mistake it's fine to make a mistake you know that's mm. you, you don't learn unless you make mistakes well if you're a leader and you're constantly telling people oversight and you're constantly on top of people saying you know have you thought about you need to do it like this or can you do this it, you're never going to allow people to make mistakes you're never going to allow people to develop and, yeah you know, if 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 you've done your job good in, 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 in well enough to give them the the the, the right resources and the right um, aim and vision, then you know they they have an envelope in which it's okay to make a mistake. And going along, I mean, obviously you've spoken about recruitment for for this uh, this role that will probably you know you know probably have appointed by the time <laughs> that this is out. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but within that, do you know? Do you have any interview tips or also any interview regrets? Of, uh, you know, and and maybe that's things that you've experienced or that you've observed. Um, you know, from mm. other people. Yeah. So I guess. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I have I have a huge inferiority complex. Um, I, 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 I listen and learn and think everybody's fabulous. Um, and then uh, I, I, you know, I, I have the classic imposter syndrome 
um, uh, thing going on. Uh, I don't know whether it's because of where I came from. You know, I didn't, I, I wasn't private school educated. I wasn't expected, first one in my, um, first one in the family to go, first one still, the only one other than my children to go to university. And 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 so I, um, I'm easily impressed <laughs> by people who are able to stand up and, and um and talk at a very strategic and um uh, way uh, and in a way that they're very confident about so an interview tip so where i'm going with this this is an interview tip don't look or try and find out who might else be going for your, your for the interview as well so don't don't snoop twitter don't snoop to see who's following who um and to and see if there's any any sign on linkedin just just this is what I've learned just go and um and uh, and think about the role and apply for the role and and be yourself there is no point in going to an interview and not being yourself uh because it's particularly at this level because what they're looking for as I just said what I was looking for what they're looking for is fit that doesn't mean that you're not you're not excellent at your job it doesn't mean that your experience your knowledge is not great it's just that you might not fit in that institution so you might not fit at Sussex or you might not fit so if you don't get the role that's just fine it's just you're not a right fit either for the institution or the team so if you don't go to the interview and be yourself then that panel can't tell whether you're going to fit or not and whether you know you, you you get I you get what you're meant to get in terms of roles I've always been really <laughs> Um, <laughs> someone told me that years ago and, and people my, my my friends roll their eyes when I say it or certainly my kids do anyway um but you do you make you get what you're meant to get when it comes to roles because because the panel sees that you that that you fit um is that no matter what we say there's a lot of unconscious bias that goes on with in, in panel in selections and so um I, I would say just my interview tip just go and be yourself don't try and be somebody else and if you if if you'll get the role if, if you fit and also don't check to see who else might be applying or might be <laughs> I, you, we can't see each other during this but I was smiling and nodding yeah. <laughs> like yeah. vigorously going yep, yeah yep. <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> and I know you've just spoken about you know being yourself is there anyone that has inspired you in a work contest, work, work context to yeah. be, to, to, to not just to aspire to, to, but to help you be more who you wanted to be? Has there yeah. been anyone out there that has done that for you? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say somebody's name here and I have not got a clue where she is or what she does. So her name uh, is Dawn Olney. Um, and she, um, I can't ever imagine she would ever hear this, but she used to work at the British Library when I was very, um, just started at the British Library, I would be on the, on what was called the Humanities 2 desk. Um, and what, and I remember, and I didn't know her well at all, but I remember it because of who, I remember her because of what she did. And when we used to work in the evening on the desk, terrified, um, <laughs> because I uh, worked on the desk in the British Library and all I knew about was sound recordings, but I you know, work on the desk in the British Library, you are expected to know an awful lot of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like the world's knowledge. I don't know if they still call it that, but yeah, the world's knowledge. <laughs> so absolutely terrifying, sat there out of hours, um, 
uh, as, as you used to have to do. And Dawn Arnie was was the person in charge of, of the evening. And when she was the person in charge of the evening, she used to come around to every single desk and say, is everything all right? <laughs> it's just, and it's so simple. Uh, and it goes back to the 1990s, you know, it's, it's a long time ago and it's so simple, but God, I felt valued. And, and, uh, and I've never forgotten the feeling um, of feeling valued. And it was the simplest thing that she used to do. And it doesn't mean that you have to go around and, 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 um, and talk to everyone all the time, because it's not always everybody's comfortable place and leaders are, are different, but there's just something about seeing people and seeing what what might what might help and 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 making people feel valued um it doesn't have to involve money it doesn't have to involve promotion it just has to be involved acknowledgement i think and um yeah dawn only thank you <laughs> oh that's really nice and i think that yeah. that's that's a good um you know an end to our chat i think the, yeah. the three things that have really stood out to me jane were mm -hmm. thinking about um you know you mentioned kindness and yeah. um you know being yourself and also valuing and acknowledging others yeah. and yeah. i just think that the the that's you know, really great way to kind of think about your career, but also yeah. where you've gone and where you, you know, where you are and where you plan to go. So thank yeah. you so much for, for right. sharing that with us today. I think this has been really interesting. Like I said, I was nodding a lot and smiling a lot um, <laughs> during our chat. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. It's nice to meet you. UKSG exists to connect the sector and encourage the exchange of ideas it brings together the information community of librarians, publishers, intermediaries and technology vendors. If you know someone whose career journey would make for an interesting episode, please get in touch with UKSG via Twitter. Please like and share our podcast to help us support those in our community who are just starting their journey. And subscribe to the channel to keep up with future episodes.